Welcome to the Denker Capital Podcast, where our highly experienced team of in-depth thinkers and other experts share their insights on a range of investment-related topics. In this podcast, we have conversations about developments in South African and global markets and what these may mean for investors. We analyze specific stocks and sectors and explore general themes relating to the fundamental principles that underpin sound investment decisions in an ever-changing world. Hello and welcome to the Denker Capital Podcast with me, Nigel Barnes. Today is the 31st of August, 2021, and I'm joined by Claude Van Cape, the head of South African Equities within the Denker Capital team. Claude, I know there's a lot to go through today. If you look around the world, the economies of the US and China dwarf other nations. So when there is something significant from a regulatory perspective, this has a knock-on effect to everybody around the world. Today, we want to focus on China and some of the regulatory changes that have been happening there recently and the impact on South African businesses. Claude, welcome. Could you give us a bit of background to what's actually happened and break that down for us? Sure. Thanks, Nigel. So obviously, in recent months, we have certainly seen an acceleration in, let's call it the intensity of the regulation uh, in China. But more specifically, they've targeted the technology sector. So having fairly large impacts on the likes of companies such as Alibaba, Tencent, JD.com, Metuan, NetEase, there's a list of technology companies that have really been negatively impacted by a, a lot of the regulatory noise that we've seen coming from, from China. Because these companies are so dominant now, it's led to increased risks in the economy. And this is because a few companies are, are becoming extremely powerful. They're having greater influence on society. And this is certainly making the Chinese Communist Party a lot more uncomfortable. And because of this, we're seeing you know, this, the extent of the crackdown. So what we need to understand is that uh, you know, this is not the first time that the Chinese government have influenced sectors in, in the economy. They clamped down on the telecommunication se- uh, sector in, in the early 2000s. And then again on the banking sector around 2000, 2008. And in both instances, you know, they had a fairly significant impact on the returns that you know, these sectors were able to generate. So they forced the telecommunication sector to reduce tariffs, while at the same time increasing investment in infrastructure. They forced the banks to reduce fees over time. So this, although being very good for consumers and the economy you know, in general, it has not necessarily been that great for, for shareholders. And in a similar vein, you know, we're seeing some of those pressures being exerted on, on the internet and the technology sector today. So there's no doubt that the current clampdown on the technology and in- internet sector will result in low profits. Sure. It will result in low returns for investments. But we should also be reminded that this is not necessarily a China issue. It's a global issue. Um, the U.S. government is also putting a great deal of pressure on the likes of Facebook, Google, you know, some of the other large U.S. Uh, tech and, and Internet companies. And this all relates to the protection of personal information, increased levels of sensitivity around data security and anti-competitive behavior as the bigger companies are becoming more and more dominant. Sure. OK, thank you. I think that's, uh, that's, that's great in terms of the background. Maybe we can drill a little bit now into the detail and some of the specifics uh, and, and how that's potentially affecting some of the business that, that you look at on a day-to-day basis. Could sure. you give us some of that? Sure, absolutely. 
So, I mean, there are four key areas that the Chinese government are, are focusing on from a regulatory point of view. So just to drill down in a little bit more detail there, and, and you know, from that I'll also allude to the impact that that might have on South African investors who are invested in the likes of, of Process and Tencent, uh, or at least Process and Naspas via Tencent. Sure. So the first of the four key areas relates to uh, antitrust or anti-competitive behaviors. So the large platform businesses like Alibaba and Tencent are becoming hugely dominant in China. So if you think about this, Tencent is approximately 1.2 billion people that are active on, on their social media platforms. The two areas in particular, which we, we will know, WeChat, Wakeson, um, and the likes of QQ, that's, those are their two large uh, platforms. And in a sense, they're crowding out small and medium enterprises. And this is the concern from a governmental point of view. They want these platforms to be a little bit more open to competition, to reduce their, their dominance. In particular, if you look at Tencent, they're very dominant in music, in media, in entertainment, their gaming platforms. So the government is putting a lot of pressure um, on these companies by forcing them to reduce the exclusive rights and content rights attached to these platforms. Um, if you think about the dominant position that they have now uh, in terms of fintech, you can understand that the government is also concerned that this could pose systemic risks to the banking sector. In that regard, they've forced these companies to increase their regulate, uh, regulatory capital requirements um, and ensuring that they don't dis disintermediate the traditional banking sector. So antitrust is the first of the four key areas that the government is clamping down on. The second key area is what the Chinese government will refer to as common prosperity. So the concept of becoming wealthy together, you know, this is clearly a function of uh, being more of a, a socialist state, so greater emphasis on social responsibilities for these companies. If you think many middle-class citizens are now being squeezed by uh, higher mortgage costs or higher mortgage payments, higher healthcare costs, spiraling education costs. And because of this, we saw that huge crackdown on the education sector uh, more recently. And effectively, they nationalized the education sector. So from an investment point of view, I mean, clearly, we need to think very carefully about our exposures and, uh, you know, the risks and where we're allocating capital. And this is also putting a lot of pressure on companies in China to focus on their employees. Uh, take an example of the food delivery companies. You know, they need to increase uh, salaries to the delivery employees. They need to provide commercial work injury insurance. There's also pressure on companies to increase social security payments like housing, pension benefits, medical aid benefits. So, you know, that is the second area where pressure to basically share the love uh, amongst small, medium enterprise and the rest of the population. Sure. And then I'll, I'll just touch briefly on the last two key areas that the government is focusing on. And the third area is teenager protection. So teenagers now spending a disproportionate amount of time on social media, up to four to five hours a day. And clearly this needs to be controlled, uh, certainly from the government's point of view. So we should expect further measures to limit uh, the amount of time that teenagers are going to spend on these social media uh, platforms. And in addition to that, the amount of money that they're spending on the platforms. 
And in fact, we saw a few additional announcements overnight. Now, this certainly has a direct impact on the likes of Tencent. Tencent have also announced that they've stopped monetizing miners under 12 years old, and they've cut the amount of time that uh, teenagers, in fact, teenagers under the age of 18, are limited to no more than one hour per weekday um, spent on, on the gaming platforms. Now, clearly that does have an impact on the ability to monetize. It will have an impact on the returns. But to put that in context for the likes of Tencent, which is important for us as investors in Nuss Passion Process, the gaming that revenues that come from under 18-year-olds is less than 6% of the total revenue. So, yes, it is a factor, but it's not that significant in, in their lives. And then the final comment I'll, I'll make in terms of these four key areas where they're clamping down on is, is data security. So as you can understand, there's enormous sensitivities around national security um, and consumer uh, privacy protection. So China's regulatory uh, body recently passed the Personal Information Protection Law, which will become effective from the 1st of November. And they're targeting data collection and analytics. So you know, how does this impact the internet companies? It impacts them in the sense that uh, you know, the way they use personal in information and the way it's, it's shared uh, is likely to impact their ability to monetize and generate revenue. So consumers can effectively opt out, uh, which means that internet companies won't be able to use their data. In turn, this will impact advertising revenues. So this is a factor for, for the likes of Tencent. Um, you know, a reasonable proportion of their revenue does come from advertising revenue, so we need to be mindful of, of that. And if you think about this data security issue, we recently saw the listing or the IPO of a company called Didi, which is a ride-hailing business similar to Uber in, in the uh, US. And, um, you know, the Didi highlighted during their listing process how fantastic, uh, you know, they were able to use data, indicating how they could basically track down government officials and government employees and, and identify where they're moving and where they're traveling. So not a very smart move uh, on, on their part. So you can understand that the, you know, the government's clamped down on, on this. And finally, here from a data security point of view, government is forcing state-owned enterprises now to move data out of Alibaba and Tencent's clouds uh, business mm -hmm. uh, into a state-owned cloud business. And that's, you know, another area which is important in both the likes of Alibaba and Tencent. Okay. Great. Thanks, Todd. So antitrust, common prosperity, data security, and teenager protection. Um, the listeners like me who have teenage children might not think that the teenager protection legislation is necessarily a bad thing, but anyway, then we'll <laughs> move forward from that one. Okay. Finally, impact on things from an investment perspective. Is this, how does this change your thought process, you know, you can just give us some background in terms of managing the portfolios. So, look, in, in summary, I think uh, what's important to highlight here is, is undoubtedly these regulatory pressures will impact the level of profitability of the companies in, in one way or another. So sure. impacting margins, impacting certain revenue streams, which ultimately will put pressure on return on invested capital, ROEs, return on equity, and hence will impact the valuation outlook for 
the companies. So, you know, from where we sit, we need to, to understand that. We need to do our sensitivities around that and specifically, you know, how this could impact Tencent and what is already being priced into, let's say, the Tencent share price, because that has a direct impact on your view on us person process. So, you know, we would be naive to think that it's not going to have a negative impact, but that's our job. We need to factor that in and, you know, how that might impact ratings and your view on the company over time. But, you know, let's not forget, as I said in the introduction, this is not a China-specific issue. It is a global issue, you know, that investors need to, to think about. Sure. It's just that I think China is taking the, the lead on the intensity of the regulation at this point. Mm. But there will be more to come. Yeah. Okay. Claude, thank you. Well, our, our time is up. But uh, as you say, um, this is something that needs careful attention. There is more to come. And uh, in the fast-moving world we live in today, um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more of this as, as we move forward. So um, let's pick this up again next time, next time we chat. Claude, Great. thanks for your time. Nice to see you. Thanks, and, uh, thanks for listening. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you found it interesting. If you would like to join us again, please subscribe for more investment insights. To find out more about our team and the funds we offer, please visit our website at denkercapital.com. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily represent those of Denga Capital. This podcast does not take the circumstances of a particular person or entity into account and is not advice in relation to an investment. Please do not rely on any information without appropriate advice from an independent financial advisor. The value of investments may go down as well as up, and past performance is not a guide to future performance. Denga Capital is an authorized financial services provider in South Africa.